Phil Connors is a weatherman, one of the main characters in the movie Groundhog Day. The weather crew is in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania for the annual festival to see if the groundhog awakens to see its shadow. But the problem for Phil is that he despises the assignment. He thinks everyone is a hick. Well, that and the fact that he's somehow cursed with having to relive the same day over and over. So what does he do to try to find meaning when it seems like nothing he does really matters from one day to the next? Well, he looks for happiness in different experiences. He tries all kinds of things in his quest for some semblance of meaning. And if you've seen the movie, do you remember what finally breaks the curse? Welcome. (laughs) Well, hello world. This is Roger Corvale, and this is for the Hope's Always Be Ready segment, where we supplement our daily Bible read-through with a short exploration of an idea that relates to us thinking more strategically, if not biblically, and living more effectively as Sunday morning touches down on Monday morning, including this amusing scene that about sums up the conflict of the movie Groundhog Day. Early on in Phil's experience, when he is trying to figure out what's going on, he's sitting at this bar in a bowling alley with two local guys who are seriously drunk, and he asks them this question. What would you do if you were stuck in one place and every day was the same and nothing you did really mattered? And one of the men stares into his beer mug and says, Yep, that about sums it up for me. Well, after about who knows how many February 2nds that Phil has to relive, he finally awakens on February 3rd when he falls in love and says, I don't know what will happen tomorrow. All I know is I'm happy right now. And that, my friends, of course, is kind of the point of Ecclesiastes. That bit of wisdom literature in the Old Testament that I call the Pink Floyd album of the Bible. Here's this guy, identified as the teacher or preacher, who is faced with the monotony of life and, having tried everything, concludes that everything is meaningless. That guy, of course, is Solomon, the wisest, wealthiest man in the ancient Near East. He's the epitome of the quip that's Almost a cliche. What happens when you get to the top of the ladder only to find out it's leaning against the wrong wall? Ironically, the desires of our hearts point to something. Something beyond our grasp. Something that screams out in the silence that there must be more to this life. It's like we were made for something. But no matter what we do, it seems just out of reach. It's like We were made for something else, which, of course, we were. As C.S. Lewis puts it in Mere Christianity, creatures are not born with desires unless satisfaction for these desires exists. A baby feels hunger. Well, there is such a thing as food. A duckling wants to swim. Well, there is such a thing as water. Men feel sexual desire. Well, there is such a thing as sex. If I find in myself a desire which no experience in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that I was made for another world. 
Of course, my friends, that's where Groundhog Day stops short. There is a joy to be had in this life that transcends the monotony, if not the pain. But it is a joy from beyond this life. Indeed, it's the very joy that the wealthiest guy of the ancient Near East seems to have lost when he repeatedly opines, all is meaningless. And, like a good Pink Floyd song, at least to me anyway, there's a certain comfort in identifying reality with clarity. You're only stuck in Groundhog Day as a feedback loop if you miss God's take on Phil Connors. Phil Connors said, I don't know what will happen tomorrow. All I know is I'm happy right now. But I think God's take is summed up in the verse of this old hymn. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future. And life is worth the living just because he lives. I love you, my friends. Happy Friday. Amen. Amen.